Hi, hello and welcome to the Disobedient Business Podcast. I'm Lucy. And I'm Pippa. And this is the Disobedient Business Podcast, the funny as fuck podcast for business owners who are tired of the business bullshit and ready to fuck shit up and make money doing it. Join us as we dig into all the parts of running a service-based business, from marketing and HR to tech support and operations. We'll take a look at what the conventional wisdom would like you to do and help you to find the disobedient ways to do it better. Welcome to the first episode. We thought it would be good to cover the what, the why and the how of being disobedient in your business. But first, a little bit about Pippa and I. I feel like I've been called out. <laughs> because you made a grammatical error. <laughs> yeah. Made a grammar boo-boo in the notes. I did make a grammar boo-boo in the notes, my bad. Right, so I'm Pippa, internationally certified disobedient business coach and strategist. Fancy. Humble brag. <laughs> Not at all. Totally big billy bollocks brag, that is. I qualified as a coach back in 2016 with the Beautiful You Coaching Academy, which I loved. And I've slowly built up my business over the last six years, hilariously going all in, as we hear thrown about in this industry a lot, right? And then coming all out again, at least twice, having two fun encounters with burnout, uh, or two that I'm prepared to admit to anyway. And leaving the corporate world backwards and forwards, it was uh, it was a fun ride. And eventually stepping into running my business full-time from 2020. I have a background in education management, in insurance underwriting and in hospitality management. And uh, no, I can make absolutely no sense of that little combination either, but here we are. So out of the two of us, this will become apparent in a minute, I am definitely a rebel at my core. That being said, I've had my fair share, in other words, most of my life, straddling that conformist fence, which I can tell you, apart from the splinter that you get in your ass being up there on that fence, is a really weird place to sit when your heart is screaming rebel all day long. You're going to hand it over at all? No, just cold. <laughs> just cold, dead like that. Wow. It's like you've never had a conversation in your life, Pippa. What's happened to you? I haven't. I'm sorry. It's awful. I'll just talk myself up then, shall I? Yeah, I feel like you should do your own introduction. Beautiful. I'll kind of get the crowd clapping, if you like, in the background. Hang on. That's just me. You did no applause. I did. I did applause. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So, I am Lucy. For anyone who fancies themselves a Sherlock Holmes, I am Lucy Parfait. And my co-host here is Pippa Parfait. And from forth the fatal loins of that Pippa, I did emerge. I am a carbon copy of Pippa. If you ever see us side by side, you can be forgiven for getting us mixed up, depending on how each of us is currently sporting our hair. Or dungarees for that matter, right? We both have a penchant. <laughs> a penchant? A penchant. We both tend to favour a stripy top and a dungaree. We share a hive mind. It's it's really concerning at times, let's be honest. Of all the things I have inherited from Pippa, however, the disobedience is sadly not one. There is a fantastic story where my dear mother took us to the cinema and tried to get me to sit in the premiere seats. Not the cinema story, the cinema story again. Yeah, oh, it stays with me every day. Every day. And 
this cheeky so-and-so said, oh, let's sit in the VIP seats, Lucy, the comfy seats. And little Lucy, he wasn't even that little at this point, really. I was probably like seven. You were in your 20s, for Christ's sake. Was I? Yes. God, that's scary, isn't it? I turn around to my mother and say, well, that's not the tickets we've got. And people go, well, it's fine. We just chance it, right? What's the worst that can happen? No. I did, because then I'm in a terrible situation. Do I disobey my mother or do I disobey the law? <laughs> when you say the law, the cinema law. <laughs> so I obeyed my mother. I tried. I tried so hard to sit in those premium seats, but no, I could not settle. and We had to move back. So yes, I'm so sorry to be such a disappointment in the disobedience <laughs> arena. I mean, I'm a bloody marvel at everything else, but... That is true. That is true. Well, I feel like this podcast can possibly be encapsulated in the the summary of we will navigate my 49-year-old massive need to rebel against my previous 30-plus years of being an adult and your 29-year-old need to learn how to break a few rules. That's terrifying. Isn't it? <laughs> okay, shall we get into it around... What exactly is it that we mean by disobedient business? So at its heart, it's finding ways to honour your way of doing things as a whole and complete human being. It's your way of showing up. It's your way of doing all the things in your business, including your way of defining what success looks like and feels like. And as opposed to but, it's all of that. And I feel like we hear the your way message a lot. And I'm 100% here for it. And it's also that plus a big side order of rule breaking of looking at the status quo in your little slice of this really weird online world that we inhabit and doing things in a way that deliberately fucks with it a little bit or like hopefully a lot and really doing that out loud in a way that helps others be inspired to do the same. Because one of the things that's really definitely important to us is it's not just about us, right? It would be a very convenient narrative to say that I am and Lucy is entirely in business to make money. Yes, of course we're in business to make money. Yes, of course we're in business to fund the lavish lifestyle that we have. No, <laughs> we're not. We're in business to, you know, pay the rent, pay the mortgage, have the odd holiday, have some nice things in our lives, have whatever it means that feels like financial security. And it's about more than that. And it's about the people that we work with. And it's about how not only we can inspire, empower, help support to find the courage to bring that disobedience into their business, but how can we support people to then pass that down the line and, and be disobedient with their clients and with their customers? And it might sound like a, a grand objective, but it's around how can we spread the ripples of collective disobedience out into the world? That's almost like a mission statement, right? It's not. And very poetic. It was It was quite, I feel like I had a profound moment then. You did. Thank you. I really appreciate that. So, so it's about ways to, to disrupt the way things have always been done. That kind of, it feels trite to say, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. But hey, there is some truth in these sayings that get bashed around. And it's about ways to support people in your business to do the same. And a really amazing example that I love to quote because I am in the coaching industry and amongst others, but you will undoubtedly be familiar with what loosely gets referred to as the pyramid scheme that is the coaching industry. And 
I love the coaching industry. I love being a coach. I have utmost respect for coaches with integrity, for coaches who put the clients at the center of everything that they do, who really do believe in coaching. I don't necessarily mean I'm a purist at all, but really do believe in coaching. And at the same time, I also acknowledge that there are many people out there, and it's not necessarily to do with whether they're qualified or otherwise, but I'm sure that's an aspect, where you have this hilarious pyramid scheme of I train coaches to train coaches to train coaches, which just becomes this, you know, I, I make my money by teaching other people how to make their money by teaching other people how to make them and so on. And almost inevitably, these are people that are charging a shit ton of said money, you know, that is not accessible level coaching. And it does, it very much feels like a pyramid scheme where you never quite see where the end result ends up in terms of the, the sort of final person <laughs> at the bottom of the pyramid scheme. And that feels like a really good example around disrupting things and calling things out that are bullshit in the little slice of the business world that you inhabit. It's really interesting that you say that because I've had a lot of things come up on my TikTok recently where it's people who are trying to tout being a VA as like a really quick get money fix and they've really infuriated me. Like every time I see them, it puts my blood to boil instantly because so what I should have said is that this little adventure that we're on started by me helping out you know, dear mummy with... Oh, you didn't. Did you just dear mummy me? Well, no, I did. Fuck's sake. But by helping Pippa out with some things and organising some stuff and doing some admin, and that really rapidly turned into me becoming a virtual assistant slash online business manager and working with some really incredible human beings that, you know, I love and it's been an absolute whirlwind. And... Granted, I've been really fortunate that I've been introduced to it through Pippa and the clients that I have have kind of come by way of Pippa and the people she knows. And so I didn't have a really hard slog of trying to find clients and really put myself out there in the very, very beginning because it all just kind of happened. But I think these people on Instagram that are saying, oh, BVA, I charge like £40 an hour or I charge £30 an hour and I just do this and I sit around and I don't do that and I don't care. And I don't know if this is just me, but I'm someone that puts too much into everything I do. You do. But it drives me potty in, I guess, kind of the same way of what you're talking about. It's like almost people that don't take it seriously, that undermine the thing that you care about, your craft or your skill. And that's the integrity piece, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. And I bet those people that you've seen on TikTok in their little link, they had a, a blueprint or a map that they could sell you as to how you could create your VA business overnight and you too could be earning five figures, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like easy peasy. And, you know, a very separate conversation is they're also playing on the fact that we've got this horrible cost of living situation. Everyone's trying to tout hustle culture as how to make more money, how to make money quick. This horrible capitalist narrative that we're in of must have everything, must be influenced, must have all the money and maintain this really set lifestyle, which is also what's really disheartening because you get all of these influencers, whether it's an influencer who is potentially a coach with a big following. And they're these stick thin, wavy blonde hair, walking gracefully down a beach with a sun hat that's like perfectly poised and capturing the sun and just all of these silly things. And I think 
gone a bit off topic, but it's not just the social media of where you see people who are saying that your body should be a particular way in terms of fashion, which is one thing when you're like specifically looking at aesthetics and skincare and beauty and all of that. But when you don't see how you fit into the, like the world as a business, like a human at all in any way, because you don't fit this mold is just, yeah, wild. So now listen, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, I think I think it's important to acknowledge that no long-haired, wavy, skipping along beaches humans are unwelcome at all. I think what comes out of that is is that representation piece, isn't it? And and let's not dig too far into that today because I'm sure there'll be another episode in the future where we can kick into that. But it's seeing yourself as a human being represented in the business space and that it's not just for human beings that look and show up in a particular way. And the narrative is that human beings that look and show up in a particular way are the ones that get to be successful and everybody else can just take what's left. So yeah, I completely agree. Hi there, it's Pippa. While we're talking all things disobedient business, I'd love to invite you to our latest workshop, Create Your Disobedient Business Manifesto. Over three hours, we'll be exploring where playing nicely by the rules is getting in your way, what disobedience could look like for you, and creating your disobedient business manifesto so that you can define success on your own terms and fuck some business shit up while you're doing it. Save your spot from Wednesday the 29th of June at disobedientbusiness.com forward slash manifesto. You have segued us beautifully, I think, into talking a bit about why do we need disobedience in the business space? Do you want to speak to that a bit before I love the sound of my own voice again? Well, I think I've loved on the sound of my voice a bit too much too, but <laughs> but alas. So yeah, I mean, it's really all of that. It's, I think, both in the little online business space that you and I exist in, but also just broadly on the internet is you end up in very much like a typically surrounded, the algorithm will give you what you want. And so it can become quite, is insular the word I'm looking for? I've got to go with echo chamber. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like I live in this nice kind of pretty safe place where everyone's so loving and caring and open and we're all pushing for great change and and stuff. And then all of a sudden you look at something that's outside of your echo chamber and... Echo chamber, echo chamber, echo chamber. Sorry, couldn't resist that. Yeah. Great. What about? Hilarious. So it can be so toxic. And it can be so steeped in privilege. And just so much is set up by cishet white dudes. And even when you look at, I know I gave an example, and it's not just the skinny women walking down the beach or it's all sorts, but even when you look at some people that are even women or trans folk or anyone, but we can get so brainwashed by the way that everything before us has been set up by cishet white dudes. And it's so pervasive that even if you are someone who's potentially, you know, not the ideal, that you still carry those ideals on, even though those ideals don't necessarily even include your identity and you wouldn't be included in it. There's nothing worse when you work for like potentially a woman and they are the patriarchy. It's almost heartbreaking, isn't it? When you're like, come on, I feel like we fight so hard to get a spot and you're just doing the same as, as everyone else. But anyway. Oh yeah. You know who I'm talking about when I say this, but I have experience of that. 
I think you've seen a director in a previous company that I've worked for who was the epitome of what you've just described. And by the time I left that business, I really felt split between the, for fuck's sake, you know, you're a woman in a senior director's position. That's a really amazing position to inevitably have fought hard to get there. But what you're doing is playing the patriarchy and its own game in the sense of you're playing by its rules, you're doing to the people that are reporting to you, et cetera, what was done unto you when you're in a position to be able to make a change. And that was one view. And then simultaneously, I was able to hold that huge compassion for a woman that inevitably had fought hard and probably had to get down and dirty and play the game that she was expected to play at feeling like desperate to protect that position and not lose it and have to keep fighting in the mud, so to speak. And it's just a, it's a shitty situation. And luckily enough, we don't operate in the corporate world anymore and or certainly not in any of that kind of thing. But I feel like one of the biggest challenges, and I talk about this a lot, is is that if you are not a cis-head white dude, for example, and didn't play into how many years ago in the sort of setup of the business space, and, and I'm being very simplistic because no one white dude sat down and made the decision as to what the business space would look like. I feel like Plato did a bit. Do you reckon? I'm sure. Okay. I mean, you want to give him, do you want to give him credit? That's totally fine. But it's that piece around those people prepared to follow the paradigms laid down by those people. So either you are that cis-head white dude, or you're playing that cis-head white dude's game. And using all of those manipulative tactics in marketing, for example, and not honoring the humanity of the people that are, are in your space and you're entirely out for number one. It's like capitalism at its worst, if there is such a thing, because like probably not a huge amount that's good about capitalism, but that's another, again, another podcast episode. And it is literally an act of disobedience to be successful while not following all of those paradigms that have been laid down for us. Yeah. And it goes back to the hustle culture thing and toxic productivity of everyone's got a way haven't they here's my tried and true method that's going to make you x amount of hundreds of thousands of pounds in seven quick sleeps or you're going to lose 25 stone by this time next month if you just do this and everyone's selling this like tried and true bullshit and it doesn't work and so the thing that really gets me about disobedient business and what we do is that we're not saying anything like here's our tried and true way that's gonna you know make you achieve this that and the other we're saying oh yeah yeah there's no blueprints (laughs) it's yours and you define what your business is and if your business is making enough to pay the bills but having the time that you're not strung out or stressed or you can do hobbies or you can create a space where your nervous system is fine or maybe you're neurodiverse in some way and so you can create a really quote-unquote safe environment for yourself that really works for you and your needs so disobedient business is about really making your business work for you and saying what fucking rule book set it on fire we don't need it 100 percent. yeah we need it so much to honor the humanity ours our humanity yes how am i honoring my own humanity and looking after myself in my business and also the humanity of our clients and customers as people first and as businesses that make money second. And every day of the week, I will stand behind the notion that it is possible to do both very successfully, whether that be financially successfully or whatever other measures of success that you have in your life without crapping on the humanity 
either yours or the people that pay for your services or products. Oh, that went deep, right? That's what she said. Oh, and you are also here all week. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about how. How do you do in bunny ears disobedience in your business? And I think for me, first and foremost, it's about how I do disobedience in my business. It's about recognizing what the status quo is. What would the paradigm that's always been done, you know, let me remind you back to the cisset white dude situation. The paradigm that's always been there, the, the rule book, the way of doing things. What is it about that status quo that you don't like or that really pisses all over your values in the world? I feel that's a really important place to start. And probably the second part of that is once you understand what you don't like about the status quo and the pyramid scheme, the example that I gave about the coaching industry would be one of the things that I just, it's a wonderful British race for you, boils my piss. <laughs> it boils my piss, that particular situation. I like, I draw the shit in my hand and clap. <laughs> yep, that's, that that's good too. <laughs> and I think the second part is kind of recognising in your business where you are either intentionally or unconsciously conforming to those rules that have been laid down by said aforementioned dudes. And we'll dig into it another episode a bit more, but I've used the department model quite a lot here for me. So I've kind of taken the departments that you might have in a typical corporate, because actually there are some helpful things that we can borrow from corporate. Now and again, like there's an HR department, there's a IT department and so on and so forth. And I've looked at my business through the lens of that, even though once upon a time it was only me and now it's Lucy and I and one of them. So that's been really, really helpful in terms of looking at where I'm intentionally or unconsciously conforming. And you know what? I colour myself as fairly disobedient and I can tell you for now, still fucking conforming in many ways. And another layer of that kind of exposes itself pretty frequently. How about you, Lee? Yeah. What, what you said. No, I think, I think Pippa's said it way better than I could ever, but yeah, it's just that, I don't know why I'm really on this capitalism thing today. I don't know what has got into me, but I can't get it out of my head. It's this whole, just constantly, no matter where you are or like what aspect of life you're looking into is, you know, being told that you've got to fit a certain mold you've got to fit to a certain label and a certain category. and it's to use Pippa's phrase for it's boiled my piss for decades I can't remember in school people wanting you to be like oh well you're this category of person in the the dining hall you sit with these people and if you're this label then you've got to be this things and you've got to fit that and if you don't you're somehow short of a margin and who's fucking margin who's margin the only margin that should matter is mine my margin of success and so I'll be who I want and I'll do what I want to live the life that I need to live that's not necessarily having hundreds of thousands of pounds yeah I'd like to be able to pay my bills Rishi Sunak I'm looking at you but I want to be able to pay my bills I'm not fussed about being a millionaire but what I do appreciate is time and not burning out and so like that's that's my big thing and also you know, something fundamental, like honouring my rhythms. Like I go through phases where I get my wind, so to speak, at midnight and I'll happily work until three o'clock in the morning, but then I'm not going to get up for an 8am meeting the next day. And so when I'm in that kind of phase or cycle or whatever you might want to call it, then 
no, I won't, I won't be doing a 9am meeting because that doesn't work for me. I love that you started this whole conversation today with the premise that you are not much of a rebel, you are a serial conformer. Reckon we'll make a rebel out of you yet. Theodism serves. Let's set a pause, everyone. Pause, everyone, while Lucy has to grapple with the fact that actually they are more of a rebel than you might think. I think the piece around the how as well is really dialing into what kind of business you have, what you want it to, to stand for, often more importantly, what you want it to stand against and what you want it to be. And that potentially goes beyond simply the money you will make and the clients and the customers that you will serve. So it's, it's that kind of piece around values and purpose and mission and what lives in those spaces, really. Anything more you want to add around the how to do disobedience in your business, though? I think the key thing is however the fuck you want. Yes. However the fuck you want. So I think this might be where we round things up and we leave you. So thank you for joining us for our inevitably very clumsy first ever episode. The plus side is, gosh, hopefully things get from this point out. I'm for the one I'm going to say, thank God it's all done. Now we go cringe over the recording and yeah, maybe get over ourselves and, and do a bit more. Might need a stiff cup of tea. Spoken like a true English human. Right. That's us all done. See you next Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share the love, either by leaving a rating and review on iTunes or Spotify, or by tagging us on Instagram. You can get more Disobedient Business content by following us at Disobedient Business Co on Instagram, or why not take the Disobedient Business quiz and find out just how disobedient your business is at disobedientbusiness.com forward slash quiz. <laughs>